Streaming has gotten way too complicated, but you can hack the system with Prime Video. It has everything in one app with one password. See Roadhouse, Giannis, The Marvelous Journey, and the National Women's Soccer League, all included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report Sports add-on or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. Prime Video. It's all your favorite content in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing, and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Thanks for listening to the Herd Podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday on Fox Sports Radio at noon to 3 Eastern, 9 a.m. to noon Pacific. Find your local station for the Herd at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching Fox Sports Radio or FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Ah, back, ready to go. J-Mac in tow. It's the Herd, wherever you may be and however you may be listening. Thanks for making us on a Thursday, a summer Thursday. Thanks for making us part of your day. I was gone for a day and went and watched an amazing fireworks show that included fireworks and drones. And I don't know how they do it. I got no idea. I've seen it on the internet. I watched it up close. One of the craziest things I've ever seen. Uh, so it's fireworks shows, regulations in California. You can't have a lot of fireworks shows in certain communities. This drone fireworks show thing. I don't know. First of all, that's amazing. <laughs> and then the FAA just cleared flying cars. The whole world's changing oh, fast. Wait, flying cars like the Jetsons? Yes. It's official. Wow. Yeah. Are they expensive? I, I, might need I would think they are. It'd be a lot quicker than can, my commute to work here. Can you imagine our mothers driving in flying cars? <laughs> my mom won't drive in L.A. <laughs> when she comes. She's like, no way. It's crazy out here. All right. So I want to start with this. I had a boss years ago, and his theory was... Sometimes the best move is the one you don't make. There's so many moves going on all over tech and the media. Sometimes just stay put. People will make mistakes, and you'll move up by not moving down. Everybody wants to be, you know, seen as a visionary. I can see around corners. I'm going to take a big, splashy move. Sometimes the best move is the one you don't make. Discretion. And so I saw this this morning. I couldn't tell you the last time I led a show with the New York Knicks. But this was very encouraging. Apparently, the Knicks were in contract talks with Paul George of the Clippers. Very good player, like him a lot. A lot of injuries, getting older, not getting healthier. And the Knicks said, we like a lot of this, but the price is too high. We're not going to do it. Ten years ago, it wouldn't have mattered the price. The Knicks would have made that move. Five years ago. The Knicks probably make that move. I've been told by a source I trust, they're not going to extend Paul George with the Clippers. 
Too many injuries, not available. Steve Ballmer's not into it, nor should he be. And I like Paul George. But the New York Knicks are really close to being really good. Now they're good. They're not really good. They're good. There's a lot of reasons they're good. Jalen Brunson, point guard, is not only effective and productive, he's got a very nice contract that shrinks next year and the year after. It doesn't go up. It goes down. It's not punitive to the team. Second reason, Julius Randle's a nice complimentary piece. Two-time All-Star, plays hard. Probably a three, not a two, but he plays his butt off. You know what you're getting. He's got a style. He leans into it. Number three is, they have 11 first-round picks in the next seven years and all sorts of nice, movable parts. Uh, R.J. Barrett, Josh Hart, Emmanuel Quigley, nice players you can move. A lot of teams would like those players. Not super expensive. And the fourth reason is, they just want a playoff series. The building's full. People like being associated with the Knicks. It's the first time in a long time. They're not a tire fire. The best move is often the one you don't make. You see the Dallas Mavericks taking a swing at Kyrie and then doubling down. Doesn't that feel like panic? You see teams panic. Years ago, the Knicks panicked with Carmelo Anthony. They made a move in season, gave up the farm. By the time Melo got to the Knicks, they didn't have good supporting players. Rumor was after the year he was going to go to New York anyway. They panicked. Amari Stoudemire, Phoenix, bad knees. Everybody in Phoenix knew it. They panicked. Paul George is a really, really high-end two-way player. I'd love to see him on the Knicks, but the deal's got to be right. You've got momentum. You've got your quarterback. He and Randall are both on workable deals. You've got 11 first-round picks in seven years. You've got hard-working players with a coach that drives them that you could move in multiple deals. The Knicks are one smart move away from going from good to really good and two smart moves from going from good to really good to potentially great. They're here. Don't go after Dame. He's small, he's expensive, and you've already got a guy that should have his hands on the ball constantly, Jalen Brunson. Don't go after James Harden. Nobody says you're going to. Don't. He's too erratic. You've got young, hardworking, focused players. One smart move away. Don't panic. You panic with Stoudemire. You panicked with Melo. Paul George is one of my favorite two-way guys in the league. I'd make a deal, but it's got to be right. Don't give away too many picks. Don't give away guys who are supporting rotational players. The price has to be right. He wants an extension. If the Clippers are not going to give him an extension, why should you? Way to go, Knicks. Way not. Way not to make a rash move. All right, so I saw this story. Still some NBA stuff. We're moving to football, though, today, later in the show. A lot of it. So um, there's a story about uh, inside the Trailblazers, Damian Lillard talks. And his agent, reportedly, uh, Aaron Goodwin, has been calling prospective teams and telling him, don't make a move for Dame. He doesn't want to go there. Uh, This is according to um, ESPN. ESPN has been told that Aaron Goodwin, the agent's calling teams. Dame will be unhappy. He only wants to go to Miami. And uh, so, first of all, I'm going to call the bluff. Dame's not going to be a villain. All athletes end up in a new city. They hit baskets. People cheer for them. They want selfies and autographs, and the player feels loved again. But as we've noted, 
Dame is two things, great and has a small trade market. Last two years, a smaller player's hurt, a defensive liability, super expensive. And the truth is, as much as I like Dame, there's no proof he makes other players better. He's only averaged over eight assists a game once in his career. And oh yeah, size is now trending back in the NBA and he's small. I said a couple days ago, he is the convertible sports car of players. Only works year-round in a couple of places. Miami would be the best. But he's not going to pout. I'd call him on his bluff if I was the Blazers. He doesn't want to be a villain. He's a good guy. He'll score. He'll be championed. He'll be loved anywhere he goes. I'd still move him. But in this situation, there's a, there's a sense that um, the Blazers have no leverage. And Miami may have more, but Miami doesn't have a lot to give Portland. They don't want Tyler Hero, period. They've made it public. They've leaked it. They don't want him. He can be a little disruptive, a little immature, and they got a bunch of young guys. They don't need that in the locker room. They want older, mature guys for their young guys. Totally get it. Super smart. We saw Memphis last year. Kind of young, kind of immature. They went sideways. Who'd they bring in? Marcus Smart, a veteran. So Portland's got no interest in Tyler Hero. Not mature enough. Good player, not mature enough. But here's the advantage the Blazers have, and it's a real one. One, Dame doesn't want to be a villain and won't be. Agents say a lot of things. He's not going to pout. The second thing is the Blazers are in a great spot. If you're going to sell a home, the greatest leverage you have, you like the house. You're in no hurry. I mean, you like it. You like living in it. It's a safe neighborhood. You like it. It's not going to be your future. You'd prefer to move it in the next six months to a year, but your leverage as a seller is, I like my house. I really do. I'm going to wait for the right people or the right number. And that's where Portland is. They're not winning the championship next year. They're too young. They know it. The teams that want Dame, Miami, and Philadelphia, Philadelphia's got to win now. There's a lot of heat on the GM. There's a lot of heat there. They just moved off Doc Rivers' new coach. They got to win a second playoff series. They got to win now. And Miami, Jimmy Butler's not getting younger. Dame's not getting younger. They want him in now, close the deal. They're already moving pieces to get him available for their roster. So the teams that want Dame are in the win now, put it together now, off-season chemistry now. That's where they're at. Portland, they like their house. They'll live in it for another year. They got leverage. They're not going to win a championship. It's a young roster. They want to make it right. So there's this view that Dame will only go one place. He and his agent have the leverage. What's the hurry for Portland? No coach's job is on the line. GM's not in trouble. The young players are growing and getting better. Their stars are rookie. Everybody's going to bake in mistakes and immaturity. You like Dame. He's loved in the community. I just talked to somebody yesterday who saw him at a pool party. Everybody loves Dame. He's great. Why do we got to move him in the next six months? All right, we'll wait to the trade deadline. <laughs> I mean, the contract's already done. Again, the leverage here is we're not in a hurry to sell. We're all about the next six years, not this year. Miami wants him in-house as soon as possible, in the building, in the state, in the facility, on the roster. So um, this contract, I, I, I don't buy that he wants to be a villain, and I don't buy Portland has no leverage. 
You got to take care of yourself. You're not going to send him to the Pistons. But it's not like San Antonio, Popovich, Wembenyama, and cap space is a horrible place. Philadelphia, I heard a story the other day. Boston, you think he's going to go to Boston with that passionate fan base and quit and not play hard? I don't buy it for a second. You go to a Philadelphia and a Boston and you dog it, you don't want to go outside. You don't want to go out and eat. Dame's not going to be a villain. He's going to be good wherever he goes. I think Portland ideally would love to get him to the east. Miami's fine. But Miami better figure out another team in this deal because they just don't have anything Portland wants. There's a reason the Tyler Hero story keeps coming out over and over and over. Portland's leaking that. We're not taking him. We're not interested. He's not mature enough for a young guy. Portland's getting that out there. You better give us more than Tyler Hero. Duncan Robinson, we'll take. Draft picks, we'll take. That's not part of the deal. I do not buy Miami's got all the leverage and Portland's got none. Don't buy it at all. All right, J-Mac. You're, 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 I'm not sure if you're quite in line with that. I'm digesting it, Colin, and I pull up Lillard's contract. And you seem fine with Portland. Hey, we'll just, we'll just keep Dame. We're not yeah. going to, you know, lose him for pennies on the dollar. Yeah. He's making $45 million this year. Yeah. And he's going to be soaking up a lot of minutes in the backcourt. A lot of shots from your young guys. You talk about this process yeah. built. Hey, let's get this new six-year process going. How can you do that with Dame on the roster? Well, let me ask you. What would be wrong playing Scoot 26 minutes and not 42? Well, how's he playing 26 when they still got Shaden Sharp, Anthony Simons, who you're paying uh, 24 mil? There's just a logjam of players. I don't think Scoot can get 10 minutes with Dame Lillard Scoot, out there healthy. Dame and Simons. Three guards rotate. Dame gets the most minutes. I mean, and again, if, if, if you think Miami's... It, oh, by the way, uh, they also kept uh, your guy, um, uh, Jeremy Grant, at like $31 million a year. Don't love that number. contract. Don't love it. But he's not a bad player. He's an 18-9 guy, isn't he? He's a so decent player. So when do you decide, hey, you know what, Dame? Uh, we wanted to do you right, but you know what? We got to do what's best for us. Well, and you didn't want to leave last year when we could have sold you for a lot more. Ask yourself this. Why is all this stuff leaking? Because everybody wants it out. Because both sides want to make a deal. The, the reason anything gets out is because somebody wants it out. You and I have secrets. You and I know stuff. doesn't know. get out if we don't want it out. I know stuff. Yeah, you know stuff. <laughs> the Tyler Hero Portland angle. It keeps getting out. We're not including him. Like, that's not going to be the deal. Why do I know that? Because Miami's offered Tyler Hero as a gem of the deal. And Portland leaks it. Not interested. That's telling every team in the league. That We're not taking that Miami deal. All this stuff is being leaked because people want it mm. out. It's telling you Miami wants to do the deal quickly, and so does Portland. But I, this idea that Portland's got no leverage, I don't buy. Dame's not going to go and sulk. He's not. That's not who he is. Also, he's a scorer. So he's the kind of guy, like it'd be one thing if he was Ben Wallace, he was a 10-10 and 10 <laughs> effort guy, and he didn't give you the effort. Like that guy, Dame's a scorer. He's not going to go on the floor and not shoot. And when you hit baskets, you get cheered and loved. Anywhere Dame goes, he's going to be loved. And by the way, he had injuries the last two seasons. What if he gets hurt again? At what point does anybody want to trade for him uh, for any kind of deal that Portland benefits from? This is just a disaster of a situation. I know you're trying to put lipstick on a pig again, which I appreciate to start the show. But, Colin, this is a, I would say, unmitigated disaster <laughs> for Portland. They, imagine if they had traded him and said, last summer. You could have got like a Gobert-type return, like five number one first-round picks for Dame last summer. Now, Tyler Hero and, and some spare parts?
Gonna, it's gonna be bleak. A, gonna be a third team involved. Oh yeah. Three, but you now, know what? The, you know what they say? A three-team deal is a no-team deal because they're impossible to make happen. All right. So you and I just I think Portland's gonna do fine. Remember, when you trade the star, you almost never get equal value back. When the Lakers traded Shaq, they didn't get equal parts. What you hope to get is good picks, serviceable players, and get better fast. And they did. They eventually got Pau Gasol, right? But in the end, Miami's going to win the deal if they get him the first two years because they're getting a superstar joining two other stars. We we know Portland's not going to win this deal. But if Portland gets three, four picks... And guys with expiring contracts, and then one nice rotation, rotational player. In three years, Portland could have won the deal because, as you okay. said, Dame's an injury away from not the same player. So you have to realize when you trade a star, whoever gets the star wins the deal for two years, right? Shaq in Miami won the deal, yeah. but five years later, the Lakers use picks and players. Gasol. They were good for years. Yeah. I think they got to the finals three and won two. Yeah. So the Lakers won that deal over time. They got more titles out. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio, FS1, and the iHeartRadio app. Hi, it's The Herd. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. It's easy, 90 seconds. Use the code HERD, H-E-R-D. That's code heard for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just five bucks. Only on DraftKings, the crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events... You'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back. And joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back the Herd. J-Mac, you're now entering the No Bull Zone, sponsored by Credible Great Rates, None of the Bull. So, I was thinking about this. Is that I saw a story, Kyle Juszczyk, very good, thinking of being a Pro Bowl, 
kind of the tight end fullback for the Niners. They use that position deftly, wonderfully, uh, more than anybody in the league that I can think of. And 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 Juszczyk came out and talked about Brock Purdy winning the job. I can't really say. Like, at the end of the day, it's up to Kyle. And with Brock recovering from his injury, he can't really be in a competition during, like, OTAs and that sort of thing. We'll see when we get back for training camp um, how much he can do. But from my understanding, it seems like, you know, Brock has the upper hand, and I don't know if that's, you know, the official word. Uh, It kind of is. Word is they want to move off Trey Lance, and Darnold is viewed at this point as a really capable backup. So what if... What if, because of where he was drafted, we're not giving Brock Purdy his due, that he's actually really, really good, and they found their quarterback? There's three reasons why I think this is possible. Number one is, Iowa State's a mediocre football program. They had four winning seasons with him. Even with an elite coach, when he left, they went 1-8 and eight in an average conference. They fell off a cliff without him. I say on this show all the time, it's not just what you do where you arrive in life, what happens to the place you leave. With a good coaching staff, Iowa State went into the tank without him. One and eight in a bad conference. Secondly, Matt Hasselbeck, sixth round. Brady, sixth round. Romo, undrafted. Cousins, Dak, fourth round. Kurt Warner, Hall of Fame undrafted. About every third to fourth year in this league, we find a really, really good quarterback, sometimes undrafted, later rounds. Matt Hasselbeck got to a Super Bowl. Really great Seahawk quarterback. Took him a while to figure it out. Six-round guy. And the third thing, let's deep dive on the eight games he played and didn't get hurt. He not only went 8-0, he led the NFL in passer rating. And I know what you're saying. Well, it's the roster and it's Kyle Shanahan. Well, Trey Lance has that roster and Kyle Shanahan. Been there longer and reportedly they're moving off him. Skylar Thompson, by the way, has that same system with Mike McDaniel, the former Niner coach. Skylar Thompson's not very good. It doesn't work for everybody. It works for Tua, really talented, first-round pick, and it works for Brock Purdy. And what's amazing is that with this complex system, it worked overnight. Like now, first time in. Even with Matt Ryan, it took a second year to when they really, really popped. What are the chances? Brock Purdy's really good. 8-0, and led the NFL in passer rating As a rookie. And by the way, when you come in as Mr. Irrelevant, that's the name for the last person picked, you know, it's not like you have the respect of the room, right? It's kind of a joke title. You never hear anybody dog him. They love him. They are into him. Don't tell me this system works for everybody. Tua is a lot better in it than Skylar Thompson. And if you look at Brock Purdy and Tua, same size, both athletic, enough neither a great arm both can make all the throws they're they're kind of similar size arm strength mobility i think two is a more natural thrower than brock purdy 
but both were really successful college quarterbacks. One played with much greater talent around him, Tua, than Brock Purdy. But look at what happened when Purdy left Iowa State and a good coach. They went 1-8 in the Big 12. I'm not talking the, the Big 10. I'm not talking the SEC. They were a bowl team with Brock Purdy. They were a disaster last year. We've got a precedent here. Everybody's talking about Brock Purdy. We're waiting for Darnold or Trey Lance. Folks, we all watch football. It happens all the time. In fact, when you look at the starting quarterbacks who I think will win their division, it is odd. I've got Allen or Tua, a couple of first-round guys, Burrow, Trevor Lawrence, Mahomes. Those are stars. Those are first-round quarterbacks. In the NFC, Jalen Hurts, second round. Derek Carr, second round. But it does feel weird. It's Stafford. It's Goff. It's Hurts. It's Carr. It... Brock Purdy. But I bet if you went back the last 30 years, you'd find that over and over again. Is that you start finding that quarterback who's a later-round pick. Don't kid yourself. Dak Cousins. Hasselbeck, Brady, Warner, Romo. We get this a lot more than you think. About every third, fourth, fifth year, you get a guy, and that team doesn't have to pay him for years. And don't kid yourself. Lynch and Shanahan love the idea. They have to pay the quarterback anything for like three more years, two more years, nothing. Huge advantage if you want to be able to compete with Philadelphia They've got a stacked roster. The only roster that works in the NFC against Philadelphia, player for player, is San Francisco. It only works if Purdy can be the guy and you don't have to move off anybody for the next few years. J-Mac with the news. No, 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 no. Turn on the news. This is the Herdline News. Small NBA deal went down last night, Cowherd. Mavericks... Got Grant Williams from Boston. Williams goes from Boston to Dallas in a one of those rare three-team deals. The Spurs are involved. They get Reggie Bullock um, from the Mavs and a first-round pick swap in 2030, whatever that's worth. Yeah. Uh, Boston basically gets multiple second-round picks, and they lose Grant Williams, a key cog, although he didn't play too much in the postseason. So, so Mark- well, hold on. W- Williams' four-year deal for $53 million, so he's making like $13 million a year. Nice upgrade for Grant Williams. I just remind people, when they went to the finals that year, he basically won Game 7 against Milwaukee with like 10 three-pointers. Yep. Now, he's a good player, not a great player, but it's interesting. Marcus Smart, gone. Grant Williams, gone. You can't argue those are valuable pieces for Boston. Now, Marcus Smart's a better consistent player. There's something brewing. Why are they accumulating these picks? They have, a, they have a ton of draft capital. And they also have an older Al Horford who's only got two years left. They could also move. So a lot of draft capital. Boston's up to something. I just don't know what it is. Well, they're not trading Jalen Brown for Dame, right? That, that That's not happening. But they would love to get Dame, obviously. I just don't see what you're sending over. There's really nothing else so, that Portland will want. What, expiring tra- contracts and a bunch of draft picks? The other thing to remember here is, is Malcolm Brogdon has an injury Many people think they're saying it's way more serious than people think. So he has no market to move. Yeah. So this team does not have a facilitator right now with their offense. The only thing you that Portland might have interest in is Robert Williams, a shot blocking center. But then you you lose uh, you well, know Marcus you. Smart, Robert Williams. You're, like, do they I, does do they have anything that Golden State would want? Because here's what's interesting: Celtics need a facilitator. Warriors need size. Horford, Robert Williams, 
You got some size involved. Yeah. By the way, they don't want to pay a ton for it. Horford's deal's brief. Yeah. But I, I, I think to myself, Boston, this Boston team is constructed this morning is not a championship well, team. Well, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Okay. They don't have a facilitator. Who, who's the... Who's the third best player on Boston right now? Tatum is one. Brown is two. Is it Porzingis? Is he their third best player? Yes. Remember, just by the way, he put up, I think, 23 and 8 last year. Yeah. He had a really good year in Washington. He's not, he's not a locker room culture setter. He gets hurt a lot. He does get hurt a lot, but he goes from being like the number one option in Washington to now the number three option. Who's your facilitator? Yeah. Is that overrated? Clippers haven't had one for years, and there's a reason they keep getting eliminated. Who was Miami's facilitator? They got to the finals. Like, I, I, I facilitator, eh, it feels you like a throwback. Bo- I don't think Boston's as good today as they were a month ago. Do you? Marcus Smart gone. Williams gone. I think they're probably in a half-court set better offensively because Porzingis is definitely with that size a get-a-bucket right. guy when they get jammed up. The weird part is nobody in the East has gotten better. Miami lost its starting backcourt. Whatever you think of Vincent and Struess, right? They lost yeah. two starters. Uh, Philadelphia is going to lose James Harden. Milwaukee, who we'll talk about in a minute, they've done nothing but re-sign their guys. Uh, we'll, we'll get to the Bucks. Like I, I still think Boston's the cream of the crop in the East. I just don't know who's better. I do want to ask you about the Mavericks, who have been sneaky awesome in this offseason. Now, you can't get around. <laughs> Look at that face of reaction. All right, so Grant Williams can play the four or five. Uh, they add the, the young kid out of Marquette, Omax. He's pretty good. I like Seth Curry. That's a good pickup. Stop rolling your eyes. Seth Curry's a great shooter. This team is, I, I think, super dangerous. I have a super hot take, but I'm going to wait for stuff to, to thin out. This could be the third third best team in the West. Oh, come on. they gotten a lot better. It's Lakers undeniable they got better. better today. The Suns are better today. The Lakers are better, but they're way older, and we don't know who's holding up in the regular they season. They got younger. LeBron's not getting younger. Yeah, but they went and got some young pieces. Jackson Hayes. They went and got the kid from Miami. I I like Vincent. I mean, Suns and Lakers are better. The Lakers have a better roster. The Suns definitely are the Nuggets. And by the way, Nuggets not going anywhere. Let's remember, Sacramento finished with the third best record in the West last year. A lot of it is health. We've seen teams get to the finals and fall off. Uh, and let's pivot to the second story with that. Giannis and the Bucks. Giannis reportedly underwent knee surgery this offseason. It's being disgui- bleh, described as a cleanup procedure. He had discomfort in his left knee since the beginning of the offseason and has missed some time last season due to knee soreness. Now, Colin, this team won the title, then slid back and lost in the second round, now lost in the first round. Their only moves is, oh, we'll, we'll re-sign Brooke Lopez, who's like 35. Yeah. And um, we'll re-sign Chris Middleton, who's aging and declining as a talent. And now Giannis has a knee surgery. And they've kind of had bad playoff runs in the last two years. Uh, there was some talk about, oh, how many titles is Giannis going to win? He's the best player in the league. I think there's got to be just some what's happening in Milwaukee. Are we getting better or are we just trying well, to s- I think remain if, status quo? If Giannis, Brooke Lopez, Drew Holiday, and Middleton are your best four, that's a top five team in the league. The question becomes, over the course of another season, does Middleton get hurt again? Uh, does Giannis get banged up again? I don't. I think they need some youth, not an overhaul. Their four best players are players I like. Jay Crowder didn't work. Ingles didn't deliver. They got to get younger. I like their core four. Okay. So Drew Holiday is 33. He's old. Uh, Chris Middleton is 31. And falling apart. Brooke Lopez is 35. I and like now Giannis a has a knee surgery. Yeah, no, I think it's all fair. They looked unathletic at the end of the year. 
They don't need an overhaul. I would have moved Middleton to get younger, but I like mm. their core four. It's a good group of players. And I'll remind people, I know the Heat went to the finals. The Heat were a play-in team last year that smoked the Bucks 4-1. to one. The last two games, the, uh, the I think the Heat were down double digits in the fourth quarter and rallied to beat Milwaukee. The team's looking old and creaky. Do you have them number one in the East still? I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna hold off and wait to see what Miami does. Smart move, smart move. Uh, yeah. Jim Cramer would say, "Buy or sell, buy or sell." You're gonna hold. I'm holding. That's, that's a very reasonable uh, move by you. Finally, oh geez, New England Patriots allegedly have interest in Dalvin Cook, who remains unsigned. New England is reportedly intrigued by Cook as someone they compare with Ramondre Stevenson in the backfield. Mm. Bill Belichick also reportedly feels a sense of urgency urgency to improve the offense. Colin, I- I'll float it to you this way. We've now heard DeAndre Hopkins has an offer from the Patriots, and they want Dalvin Cook. Are agents using the Patriots as a potential landing spot for their client because they are so deficient on talent on the offensive side of the football? I mean, Dalvin Cook's a really good player. I I just don't like what they've done. I would not have re-signed Devontae Parker. I would not have signed Juju Smith-Schuster to a three-year deal. I would go get DeAndre Hopkins. But what this is telling you is the Patriots want this story out because they want DeAndre Hopkins' agent to read it and accept their offer. What the Patriots are Mm. leaking this story, saying, we paid two receivers, we're going to go Dalvin Cook, we're not interested in you getting the best deal from us. So this story is out telling you that DeAndre Hopkins and the Patriots are close, but... The Patriots want DeAndre Hopkins, D-Hop, to take their deal, not the one he wants. That's why that story's out. I like that. So they're using Cook as leverage. Well, the Patriots are using this. Patriots aren't going to get Dalvin Cook. This is leaked to make D-Hop sign with New England. We're not going to give you the deal you want. And by the way, you can argue they signed, they want D-Hop, but they signed Devontae Parker as another signal to, I wouldn't have done it. I just, I, I, what are we talking about here? Like nobody wants DeAndre Hopkins. Like what are they? What are teams? There's, I'm fascinated. It's weird. In, in the NBA, you get all the leaks about the numbers and everything. I haven't heard one reporter say what the offer range is for DeAndre Hopkins. Is it three million dollars? It is. Is it eight million? I have no idea what they're what they're offering him. I, I don't. know. Maybe I had. I just missed it. But agents control the leaks in the NBA. Teams control the leaks in the NFL. So that's why you don't see money in offers as much. They keep a lot of it private. But in the NBA, the agents are the leakers to all the top reporters. So Patriots are probably like, hey, D-Hop, incentive-laden one-year contract for $2 million that can go to $8 million. That's right. You do what the Chiefs did with Juju Smith-Schuster, and it worked. He got a three-year deal. So they're saying, because there is some chemistry stuff with D-Hop, yeah. some personality Doesn't stuff. want to practice. Come in. Highly incentive-laden. You'll make a ton. You may only be here a year, maybe more, probably a year, but you'll win games and you'll get paid. you got to give us the better part of the deal. By the way, could I argue New England signed Devontae Parker for three because they never intended to give D-Hop three. So when they go to DeAndre Hopkins, they say, listen, we got two guys on three-year deals. We're not doing another one. They like him, but they want it. The signal is we'll go to Dalvin Cook. Mm. We've already got two old receivers on three-year deals. This is the deal we're offering. A wildly incentive-laden contract for one year. So how come nobody else is getting in the mix for D-Hop? It's a, oh. I think from what I've heard, there's a little char- there's a there, personality, character mm. stuff scares some teams off. I don't know DeAndre Hopkins. 
But it, usually there's a reason why a really talented guy doesn't have multiple suitors. And I'd rather keep my powder dry in case I need an offensive lineman, a running back goes down. You know, uh, there's a lot of guys, a lot of talent out there. I text a GM about him a month ago when it came out. And he said he doesn't fit our our culture. Kind of. And I was like, that's all I needed to hear. <laughs> right? Uh, Jay Mack with the news. Well, that's the news. And thanks for stopping by. The Herd Lie News. Uh, oh, by the way, a new story on Stefan Diggs. He was asked to go home during camp. That's why I left. That's interesting. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. Hey, I'm Doug Gottlieb. The podcast is called All Ball. We usually talk all basketball all the time, but it's more about the stories about what made these people love their sport and all the interesting interactions along the way. We talk to coaches. We talk to players. We tell you stories. You download it. You listen to it. I think you'll like it. Listen to All Ball with Doug Gottlieb on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including... Actress and star of the mega-hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. This summer, it's the 2023 FIFA Women's World Cup with the defending champs, USA, chasing a historic third win in a row. 
Don't miss the action when the tournament kicks off July 20th on the networks of Fox Sports. So you and I don't love the deal Daniel Jones got with the Giants. There's a story out today, Dan Duggan of TheAthletic.com, good site, subscription-based, really good writing, um, that he asked for $47 million a year and ended up at 40. And the article says, which isn't crazy, it, it leaves him as the ninth highest paid quarterback in the league. Well, it looks a lot crazier when you see who the seventh and eighth highest paid quarterbacks are. Mahomes and Allen, Stafford, Dak, and then Jones. Now it looks crazy. So there's a lot of things that worry me. He's 10 games under 500. is Daniel Jones as a starter. His touchdown to interception ratio is under two to one. That's not good. But the one that really jumps out to me and is almost never discussed, he has a losing record in division, eight, nine, and one. And that's something. Because as I'll show you, the difference between misses, capable, and stars is always that in-division record, or usually. So I'll give you an example. Two quarterbacks we like but don't love, Kirk Cousins, Dak Prescott. In division, they're winning quarterbacks. Dak Prescott is 27-7. and seven. Well, he's a B-plus quarterback. Kirk Cousins with Minnesota as the guy, even with a coach he didn't like, 17-10-1. That includes against Aaron Rodgers twice a year. Those are good quarterbacks. Now let's go to great quarterbacks in division. Tom Brady was 86-21. and 21. Big Ben rolled through his conference. Mahomes 27-3. and three. So, so let's just stop right there. So that's good quarterback to great quarterback in division. You're playing five games of your 17, used to be 16, against these teams. It's really been the most noteworthy part of Dak Prescott. Not his playoff games, not his stats. He's really good in division, and it gets him to the playoffs. So people will say with Daniel Jones, he got to the playoffs. Let me show you a couple of guys that um, Mitch Trubisky also got to the playoffs, won a division. By the way, Marcus Mariota, like Trubisky and like Daniel Jones, quiet, got to the playoffs, won some games, had clear talent. Trubisky first-rounder, Mariota first-rounder, Daniel Jones first-rounder. Nobody disputes they're talented. Do you build your franchise around him? Do you pay him a fortune? So let's look at Trubisky in division, Mariota in division, and Daniel Jones in division. Those are misses. 8-9-1, and 10-11, and 8-9. and nine. Marcus Mariota, after four years, was benched. That's what he was at the time, 8-9. and nine. So we don't talk about this much, right? But if you want to know the difference between a miss, good and great, start with how they do in division. Remember, in division, you face the coordinators, see you over and over and over. A lot of the defensive players see you over and over and over. The tricks don't work. Surprises don't work. In the end, everybody knew with Marcus Mariota. He could be accurate, like to run, run too much, hit him, he'll get hurt. They figured out with Trubisky. He's a front leg thrower. Ball dies at 20, 25 yards. Not going to beat you down the sideline. They knew his limitations. With Daniel Jones, 
Put many in the box, stop Saquon, force him to beat you. He did against the Vikings twice, pretty average the rest of the year. So that in-division number is a real thing. They're the most familiar with you, right? Like you live with somebody for a while, or you're a neighbor of somebody for a while, you kind of get a feeling if the couple gets along, are they partiers? You know your neighbors. What time do they get home? How often are they home? How loud is it at night? Same in the NFL in division. You kind of, everybody knows in division, what a guy can do and what he can't do. And so that would be the stuff that would worry me. It's not the overall career record. It's not necessarily TD to interception ratios. Matt Ryan's isn't great, but he was an MVP and got to a Super Bowl when he had Kyle Shanahan. But it's that in-division stuff. It feels very Trubisky and very Marcus Mariota. In the end, just don't win enough of those games you're supposed to win. J-Mac, I think that's one of the ones you'll agree with me on. The um, I, I can't... Can I just jump in? 47 mil. Does that seem realistic that Daniel Jones would think that highly of himself? Well, agent's job is to reach an agreement, agreement level. So they come in high, team comes in low. But I, I've said this before, is there's always two stories. The story that makes it to the press and then the real story. In fact, in our first hour today, what have we talked about? Why is the story out? Stories get out when somebody wants them out. So the truth is... In this story, everybody says nice things. The GM is happy. The coach is happy. This was the Mara family. He looks like Eli. He's Southern. David Cutcliffe connection. The, the, the Manning Passing Academy. This feels like they believe they've had so much chaos, they found their next Eli. But my argument is Eli was from a different generation than Daniel Jones. Eli played high school football, had limited starts, went to Ole Miss, won a lot of games, had some spectacular numbers, Whereas Daniel Jones similarly played in the South. But younger quarterbacks, go back to Eli's first year when he broke in and Daniel Jones. You're talking like 15-year difference here. Football's different. Quarterbacks now have far more throws before they're 15 years old, far more camps, far more coaching. The coaching is significantly better. So I'm far less patient with Daniel Jones than I was with Eli. And oh, by the way, by year two with Eli, he was winning big games. So, you know, I hosted yesterday. Before I did that, I reached out to some people around the NFL just to get their thoughts on some stuff. I had some wacky predictions. This one I did not put in, but I'm going to ask it to you. Charger season goes sideways this year. They don't make the playoffs. Head coach gets fired. Do the Chargers make a run at Brian Dable? Well, that was the first choice of some in the building. Of the Spanos family, Brandon Staley, um... It's You don't see that much in the NFL where an ownership group poaches, steals yeah. and poaches a coach. It just doesn't. That would make people very unhappy. Make owners unhappy. But the Chargers would have to open the open the pocketbook and spend some money. And that's probably worth a draft pick to get Dable oh, yeah. working with Justin Herbert. Oh, yeah, it's a draft pick. But the Chargers roster is pretty complete. Hour two in L.A. next. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one -on -one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.